the fourth episode of Gears and Beers podcast. Um, usual crew this week. Uh, we got no special guest, uh, no engineer again. He's got other other appointments. Hey, he might need to be pulled. I, I think, think we're gonna have to just, bef- you know, preemptively cut him. Basically, he's been very unreliable. <laughs> um, so he's cut basically. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yes. Um, as uh, Matthew opens up some beers With and announces his arrival. Um, so we got Matt, we got uh, Joseph, Hello. and we got myself. I'm Mitch, if you've forgotten or don't know or whatever. If it's your first time listening, exactly. Tuning in. Um, so how what took do- you so long? How are we doing, boys? How are we doing? <laughs> Mate, pretty had a good, good week. Good yeah, weekend. I've had a good week. Uh, I, I, lo- I actually look forward to, to doing these podcasts. Yeah, it, it's, and, it's uh, become a good ritual. It has, it has. And tonight's going to be an especially uh, big ritual because Broham here in the middle is yes. uh, departing Australia. And he will be going over to Bali in a couple of weeks' time. Oh, at the end of end of this week, end I'm flying to week. Bali. So we're going to be smashing out three episodes uh, tonight. So they, uh, you guys aren't left in the loop wondering where the hell we are. Yeah, it's going to be one hell of a threesome. Yeah. So and, uh, this is part one. Exactly, part one. We got we got a few topics to cover. <laughs> well, we do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to be yeah. doing it live. We've got, we've got a we've uh, got we've got an exercise pad each. Yeah. Me and Matt. Yep. And you have just got a can of zero sugar Jim Bean and Cola. That you, that you kindly gave, gave to me because <laughs> someone else left it behind. Oh uh, yeah. It that. tastes terrible. I wasn't going to drink that shit. No, I'm going to go into some Ted's <laughs> after this. I think. Touch my beer. I'll you. Yeah. Well, you can cut me. I'm going to be touching all over it. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> Not for the first time. No. Alrighty, well, I guess I want to start off just very quickly. I'm going to briefly mention it and then we can move on because I'm angry and it's pissed me off. Alright, so this is Match. This, this is, is Mitch's <laughs> rant. Or Mad, Mad Mitch. Yeah, exactly, Mad, Mad Mitch. Mitch. We'll call it Mad Mitch's rant. Righto, there we go. I'm running it Okay, so you know the Kia Stinger? We've mentioned it once or twice on the show. Once or twice. Once or twice. We've mentioned it in the 3.3 liter V6 twin turbo. You know, yeah. finally Kia's making a car that isn't just an economy box piece of shit. Anyway, I don't think the marketing or advertising department's got the memo. Because yeah. on Facebook, I've seen many ads where they've got some hipster bloke out of Melbourne, I would imagine, <laughs> um, where there's, you know, sort of brown suit. And uh, the, the ad is basically talking about using the Kia Stinger as a good-looking car to tour around all the nooks and crannies of your city. What? No. What? No, it's not a city car. It's a car that was developed at the Nürburgring. You got old mate from BMW M division in charge of this project. Mm. And now the marketing department's like, no, it's a city car. I just don't think they got the memo. I don't think they realised that it's actually a performance coupe, four-door coupe. Well, you know, I mean, it's supposed to take over all the, the sales of the, of the, the V8 Falcon yeah. and the SS Commodores. It's, it's and, you know. designed to be the next performance sedan four-door coupe thing. I don't think your average V8 supercar fans are going to be putting around the bohemian parts of Melbourne with mm. their, you know, chai latte. No. I mean, a comment who replied to my rant on the topic um, said that people who want the car will buy the car. And other people who see this ad are going to buy it because it's a good-looking car. That's a fair point. Which is a fair yeah. point. But at the same time, it's like, why not add, post a picture of it in their burger and Why not, you know, show it doing awesome car race car stuff? Well, is, is, it, is, I'm is, angry. But is is that really fitting, though? It is. Do you want to see a Kia at the Nürburgring? Yes, if it's the Stinger, <laughs> I do. A car that was developed there. I think uh, they should have done one of those like action commercials where it's doing hectic burnouts and you know dragging people at so, the lights. You know that, that's what the buyers are going to be yeah, doing. Exactly. With it, Take a page out of BMW's book. Yeah, mm. and do like really outlandish but equally awesome mm. ads, mm. which are likely to be banned. Yes. and you know, but they're the best kind of ads. They, they get 
social media shit like super cheap autos that's what I mean. that's what I mean. that got shared crazy heaps of times and when it got banned it got even more views that's so right. super cheap's like stuff you <laughs> mission accomplished i win but speaking of ads it's very quick while i'm reminded of ads and for cars have you seen mercedes new campaign no it's interesting no is it it's they're basically Tell trying they're trying to target um younger buyers because obviously all their baby boomer generation buyers are dying because yeah. they're getting old Mm. Um, so then, you know, Mercedes wants to get more life. This isn't AMG. This is regular Mercedes. So this like is... the, a, the A series. Yeah, your standard A series. A class, yeah. B class. Now more B class. Like B class. C... What the hell is the What's B? B class? B. B class. Is it B class? It's a B yeah, class? it's like an like an uncool A class. Really? Yeah. So it's got. Wait, it's like the a, a class is cool. Well, no. in, in in the Mercedes universe, <laughs> yes. I might add, the A class is the supposedly hip is and cool, you know, uh, little yeah, cheap pop. one. Yeah, yeah, and the B class <laughs> is the one with if you have a brain. Mm. Um, so this this ad is about growing up, and it's right. got it, the whole oh, campaign. I've, se- I've seen this ad. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually don't mind it. I find it interesting. A lot of people hate it because it's like, oh, this oh, isn't Mercedes. Is it the is it the, for the GLA? No, no, no. it's just Mercs in general. Oh, really? It's just Mercs in general. Okay. It's like got a black dude. I just remember oh, there's a black like, dude and yeah. he's like got his whole gangster get up on or that whole like culture kings look and he's, he's like, like sitting like, on yeah, the hood he's like you know bank checks yeah. break necks uh, you know yeah. gangster fly it's um it, it's interesting I'll, I'll share it on our Facebook page uh, facebook.com slash gears and beers podcast check it out give us a like we appreciate it um, I'll share it there mm. and um, see if Shame people see it and um, comment on it um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. I like it, but it's definitely getting some uh, mixed reviews from the general populace, mm-hmm. and especially Mercedes usual uh, clients who are a bit up themselves. That's and say. a bit long in the tooth traditionally. Mm. But I've noticed over the past few years, especially with this new A class, that Mercedes are definitely trying to muscle in on uh, you know that that cheaper that that lower entry point. Yeah. Um, you know that space was used to be occupied by what, those Volkswagen. other, yeah, like, or you know those those other European yeah. ma- brand like Alfa Romeo or you know Volkswagen, like you said, or even like the higher end Mazdas and Toyotas and mm. things like the top of the top of the range. Yeah, not quite so, Lexus, but that yeah. higher end. Yeah, because yeah. you know you can get some of those uh, you know A threes and whatnot for you know starting from thirty five thousand mm. dollars, which is what like a top of the line Civic or a th- Mazda three series would would yeah. cost you and that's what they're but they're trying they're to trying solve. to get into that yeah, yeah. They're, what they're trying to do is encourage young buyers to buy their cheap car and yeah. then keep them with the brand because they know that their brands have that goodwill and that yeah. reputation for being you know a little bit even hoity-toity yeah exactly you know yes. a little bit more hoity-toity than your average mazda so <laughs> you know if, if you're if you're that way inclined yeah. you're more likely to buy a 35 yeah, if, you, if you're into Mercedes, than a $35,000 Mazda. Mm. Even though the Mercedes probably has less standard kitnet than yep. the Mazda, it's all about the that badge. reputation and that badge. Yeah, if, you, if your mate rock... If the people who don't know cars and you mm. see your mate rock up in a Mercedes A-Class, regardless of the fact that it's an A-Class, yeah, you're going to be like, Mercedes. oh, that's that's balling. Yeah. As the kids say. As, I don't know as, if they say As that. the children would put it. <laughs> yes. Um, but that's that's my rant on the car advertising done. Mm. Kia, get your shit together, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much like, send a memo to your marketing department and say this isn't a hipster car this is a track sports car basically get your shit together moving on what else we got mate I'm grabbing a beer well Do said it. what type of beer is that Mitch it's a it's a Ted's a Ted's it's a Tui's extra dry is it a pop or a, twi- it it's a twist? twist it should be a twist I, I popped I, anyway always <laughs> pop once you pop you can't stop pop a luckin <laughs> <laughs> We are very, very white tonight. Mm. Incredibly. 
It's more so than usual, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. I think it was that that, that, that talk of the Mercedes ad and the hipsters at the Kia's. Mm. It's just put us in a, in a very well, in a very bad state. Also, I'm thinking you and I had a beer before, so we're sort of a bit chilled. We are very... We're, and then we're on to... We are. Yes. It's taken the edge off of that. It has. We're being the, a bit The, the bit tongue's loose. a bit looser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I should catch up then. You should. You should. You, should. Um, you don't really need to get what it. What else we got here? What else Mate, we got? I've got... Well, we can well, talk about your, your fix. Please ah, do. We've got some consumer advice. Consumer advice. Consumer uh, advice with Joseph. <laughs> no, it's uh, you made it sound like I'm talking about drugs here or something. You know, Joseph's consumer fix oh. here, but it's uh, essentially uh, I spoke last week about a track day I went to mm-hmm. with the new tires and suspension. Uh, this is to do with the aftermath of that track day. Mm. So the track day went went well and uh, swimming. It, swimmingly, it was all fine and dandy, as you could say. And on the trip home, I realized that I had a bit of a, a brake squeal issue. And this issue just kind of got worse and worse as the day went on um, to the point where I couldn't stand it. You know, I'd touch the brake and it's, you know, like really annoying yeah, brake Embarrassing. Squeal. Yeah, basically embarrassing. You, know, you have this nice, nice 86, you know, it's on its nuts, you know, it's yep. lowered, nice RPF1s, and it sounds like an 83 Camaro. Yeah. Um, a car that hasn't been maintained, you know, hasn't had its brakes replaced and yeah. since it was new. Yeah, basically. Basically. Is, basically. Yeah. So I, anyway, I did a bit of research online about what the issue could be. And essentially, I fig- figured that the issue I had was something called glazing. Um, it happens primarily, you know, if you do a lot of heavy driving uh, or track days and you've got standard rotors that mm-hmm. aren't uh, slotted. Okay. Um, and it's because to do with, with the pad and what, when, it, when it heats up and there's a lot of heat on there, there's a lot of gas that's going to get released yep. when they're used you know, during that friction, mm-hmm. uh, that process. And if you don't have slots to sort of clean the pad, all those gases and things end up sort of coating over the top of the brake pad. Right. Um, which can cause this noise. So I had to swap had to swap the race car tires out yeah. the day after, and when I, I took the wheels off, I, I had a bit of a gander at the brake pads, and to I, I was I realized that there was actually a bit of shit on top of these pads. It wasn't it wasn't totally clean. Right. It was like a, it looked like it was a dark brown, so it, it looked like mm. what brake dust would be, but it could have been a few other yeah. things as well. Just yeah. built up. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I I mean I had done this would have been my third track day that I'd done on these pads mm. and I hadn't, hadn't pulled the pads out, hadn't looked at them. They just started developing this noise after the third time. Uh, and you know, a lot of people were saying you could, you could sand them or you could sand the rotors and things. I didn't have any sandpaper and this, this squeal was annoying the shit out of me. Uh, you wouldn't want to sand rotors anyway, no. would you? Well, I mean, some people were saying that as like a sort of a remedy for this. So anyway, I, yeah. I thought I got to get this, this dirt off, you know, the, the pads. And I've got a con- I've got a concrete floor in my yeah. garage, so I've, I've just I've just rubbed them. I've just rubbed yeah. the pads on the concrete floor yep. and smoothed them out of it, and you know scuffed them up a little bit. Yeah, you know. And I've gone I've gone I've gone on the face of the pad. I've gone on you know left and right of the pad. Not not so much that I'm taking shit off yeah. the pad. You know, wearing my pads out prematurely, but enough to clean all the shit that was off them. And, you know, just to scuff them up a bit, you know, just so you can get a new... Um, new face, basically. Yeah, basically, a new uh, surface. Mm. Um, anyway, I didn't. I had no idea. I just, I just did the fronts as well. I didn't didn't touch the backs. So I knew that's... Yeah, so I thought, okay, you know, I don't know if this is going to work. I think it could be a bigger issue. 
popped it in, went for went went for my drive, you know, Monday morning, off to work. Tell you what, those brakes feel like they're brand spanking new. <laughs> like the first weekend I got them. Yeah. It's like it's like literally like it's like I got new pads and new fluid. Nice. All by just scraping them along my garage floor. Now it's, I don't know, I probably could get flamed. Yeah. You know, if this is a YouTube video I might have, you know, people coming out of the woodwork saying, eh, you can't do that in the but no, it, it worked. Yeah. It was brilliant. It was, it was a, a very haggard fix, mate. Mate, it was a haggard garage esque yeah. uh, fix to brake squeal. I'm sure they'd be proud. Yeah, I'm sure they would be. So, I mean, any any listeners out there, if you've developed a brake squeal, you know, if you if you're doing a lot of hard driving, or you know, you bought the car secondhand and your previous owner was a peanut and didn't look after <laughs> it, uh, you know, this could be a remedy for, yeah. for the, the you know the squeaky brake fix. Nice. It was free. It didn't cost anything. Right. But it did, did the job for me. As long as you had a concrete floor, you don't have to you know, buy for a new concrete floor. <laughs> you know, you're not paying for In, new in that case, a bit of sandpaper might, yeah, might be do. a bit cheaper. Yeah. yeah, a bit of 120 grit <laughs> might be a bit more feasible for you. Um, um, is, there, like, is there any way you could draw? Is it like a driving technique that you could change that might prevent glazing? Or is um, it... I suppose if you're on the street, you know, you could probably do a bit more engine braking. Mm. Um, you know, don't ride the brakes. Um, you know, I, I guess it's just about, I, I don't I mean, it's just, it depends what you what type of driving you do. Day-to-day driving, you shouldn't have this issue. Yeah. It's only if you do track days or if you do a lot of, you know, canyon carving and whatnot. I suppose to, to remedy this fix would be just to take it easier on your brakes in general. Yeah. You know, much in the same way you'd sort of want to manage heat. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that's probably all I could really, you know, say about that. True. Cool. Um, but yeah, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, it's 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 a it's a free fix anyway. Yeah. So you know, even free if it, fix and it worked. That's right. That's that's right. I was very impressed. Yeah, with my you know that's mad. Hazard engineering. So yeah, here we go. Gears well and beers. Done. Thank you. Gears, beers, and consumer advice. <laughs> Somehow well, don't think that price is zero. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, there's more. No. <laughs> oh. Cool. Awesome. So that's my that's my topic number one. That's yes. on my little page here. I can very nice cross that one out. And, let's, uh, let's do some more consumer advice. First of all, I'd like to men- give a little bit of a shout out to the our first ever user question. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Well, we've had a question from a young man named Tower, uh-huh. and he yeah. would like to know. He's a bit of a rookie. Yep. He's, he's just sort of getting into cars, mm-hmm. and he would like to know the benefits of petrol or diesel in a performance scenario, almost. I suppose you'd say. Mm. So it's, it's a very it's a sort of a hallowed piece of string sort of thing. It's. Definitely. It's not an easy thing to quantify. No. Because it really depends on its application. Yes. Yeah. You can get diesel engines for, you know, traditionally they were for commercial use. Yeah. And, you know, for towing and for, you know, carrying. Yeah, because they have a higher torque output, typically yeah. speaking, for yeah. a, com- a comparable engine of the same size. That's right. And then you had in Europe where they use diesels for economy, mm. you know, and the, the diesel, I think the fuel was cheaper in Europe, mm. diesel yeah, fuel. Yeah, some like that. Um, well, they just caught on to it early. Yeah, yeah. And then you also then had the motorsport aspect of it. You had Audi winning Le Mans. I was going to say, it was, that was fairly recent, wasn't it? Oh, only a couple of years ago. Yeah. I don't know the exact years. But um, it, was, it was recent enough to be like, wow. Yeah. They did that with a, it was a fairly small capacity diesel from memory as well. I think it was, yeah. It was very, very reliable. Yeah. Very fuel efficient. And it made a shitload of torque. Mm. And that was, the, that was the winning combo. So maybe to break it down a little bit, when... The real toss-up between petrol and diesel, obviously, we find as car enthusiasts that the petrol engines are obviously better for what we're doing. Yes, yes. typically that, speaking, yeah. That comes down to a few key differences between diesel and petrol, and the diesel doesn't obviously rev as much no. because it doesn't have spark plugs. I was plugs. thinking that, yeah. Um, 
So there's a lot to do with that. Yeah, because it works purely on compression. Exactly. As opposed to ignition or spark. So the the minimum sort of compression for a non-turbo for a turbocharged diesel is about eighteen to one. Wow. Yep. That's wow. I didn't. That's I pretty no idea. As opposed to petrol, which obviously even like your cars are probably one of the most it won the compression. Higher, yeah. And that's what. 12 uh, to one. they're 13 to 1 yeah. 13 to 1 yeah. so the, the the compression and what the compression is is actually the piston coming up towards the valves mm. and compressing all of the fuel and air down as much as possible mm-hmm. so in a diesel they have like essentially what's a, like a glowing piece of metal in there which helps glow provide, plugs yeah glow yeah. plugs oh, okay it helps provide that explosion or mm. a point of the because explosion because it's just heat mm. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's just heat. Whereas petrol, it's all timed and it's very deliberate. It's, I want to explode this yeah. petrol. Suck, mix squeeze, now. bang, blow. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that, that's a big difference. So, in with modifications as well, mm. when you're trying to tune your engine, it's a lot easier to tune petrol engines and you can tend to find more benefits to it. Is it because that there's more... Th- things you can tweak? Exactly. Exactly. You can there's retard more, um, the ignition timing, things like that. Yeah. More, really variables to play More with. variables to play with. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But then you also get some performance cars in the consumer market that are diesel, like the Golf GTD. There's a few out there That's... where we don't really have any now. No, no. They're, they're sort of gone by the wayside. But that yeah. GTD Mark Six, I drove one. And I was like, even when I sold Volkswagen, this one I got a chance to drive it, I was like very skeptical. I'm like, it's diesel. How the hell is this going to be a performance car? Yeah. And God damn, that, the amount of torque that that thing had, it would, it would get up and go. It yeah. was a blast. I think a lot of people actually preferred that over the standard GTI. Well, yeah, well, torque is such a... It's, That's what throws you back in the seat. Yeah. Well, what they say is that... It's the pulling back. Power is how hard you hit the wall, and torque is how far you take it with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so that's, that's how it was explained to me. Yeah, well, we were doing it before we started the podcast. We had a quick chat about sort of the really the only diesel performance cars that are out there that are true performance cars, and it's definitely that GTD, yeah, mm-hmm. which is an absolute hoot, yeah, especially in manual, yeah. yeah. Um, then you've got the two Beamers, the five series Beamers. These are the sleepers, mate. Look at that. It's a Q car. They are. So they they match. It's actually one of the only diesels where. The kilowatt loss isn't as much as the torque gain. So right. the five three five D versus a five three five I, obviously, which is petrol versus diesel. Mm. The diesel gains, and I'm pulling figures out of my ass here because it's been a while <laughs> since I've looked at it. Yeah. But the diesel gains like a hundred newton meters worth of torque, but only loses about thirty kilowatt. Wow, that's a fair trade. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's mm. in a much more limited capacity rev band yeah, yeah part right. of the rev meter because as opposed to like your cars what's their rpm uh, 7400 is the uh the stock the um rev limiter but i yeah. think ours is what pushed out to eight no seven six or something with the tune yeah anyway yeah, it's high well like the highest that rpm that i've personally seen a diesel is like five thousand. i was gonna say about maximum. five yeah yeah so you've got a lot less of your engine speed to mm. be able to actually play with, which means yeah. more gear changing, which means slower lap times. Yeah. Mm. Which is why the DSGs but, are better with diesels. But torque just chucks you back in the seat. It's a, yeah. a lot of fun. It's, it's a hell of a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Torque is what you have, on, what you play with. On the with. street, on the yeah. street, that'd be just Because you can't, getting up to speed, it was like, whee! <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, get, you just get that, that, that force. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, we might take a quick break here, guys. Uh, Joseph needs to go get a feed. I need to get a feed. And uh, we'll resume momentarily. And we're back. 
So we're going to move swiftly on to uh, Matt is looking at getting a practical a daily driver in the near future. Um, the the one that's sort of leading the pack at the moment um, isn't a Swift, despite my uh, my transition into this this topic. That was a pun, just begging, begging <laughs> to be exploited there. I mean, if he was looking at getting a Swift, I'd swiftly smack him upside the head. Um, he's looking <laughs> at getting a Golf, the, the the new Golf, not the not the the old new Golf, but the new new Golf. Golf seven point five. I suppose you could call it the seven point five. The third. Mark seven. Okay, the seven point seven five. The seven point seven five. Seven eighth and three quarters. Yeah. I mean, it looks good. It looks uh, looks smart. I mean, it doesn't look a whole lot different to the previous and the previous. But no. there's there's slight design cues that they've changed. It's mostly seems to be the interior that they've yeah. updated in terms of features um, and infotainment, which is a word I bloody hate because it's like, is it information? Is it entertainment? Who knows? It's both. No. Why not have both? <laughs> Why not have both? No, I know it is. I know it is. Every time. Um, but yeah, so it seems like the interior is what they've improved, um, which is saying a lot because like, even the first generation when I was selling those, um, the interior was my favourite place. First generation of the Mark 7 Correct. Generation. The, yep. first, the first generation of the... Oh, this is getting confusing. 7.0. 7.0. Yes, yeah, 7.0. Um, the interior is cool because like, speakers are great. The, the infotainment system was great. Mm. Um, seating position was great. The steering wheel felt awesome with the leather wrap. Um, has a flat bottom steering wheel as well, which is quite nice. Mm. Um, it, had, it had, you know, sporty cues, even though it was like a, a grocery trolley. Yeah. You know? Um, so a very it, refined it, yeah, it was incredibly comfortable. Like after a, a day at work, and I drove one because I used to live half an hour away from the dealership, so I drove one up the highway, and I just you know put some Lamb of God on. It sounded awesome with the factory speakers. <laughs> Get home after using the heated seats, and oh, it was great. It's a daily man, that's 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 their entire yeah. purpose. The Golf, I think, is a perfect daily driver in that it's it looks good, it drives well, it's economical despite. Despite Volkswagen's recent um, uh, misleading uh, issues, recent misleading issues from 2012 about cars in 2007. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've, we've triggered a VW fanboy over here. He knows all the dates. He, uh, he knows. He knows the timeline. He knows his of Hitler mobiles. Um, oh, <laughs> that's a whole other topic. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So basically, the biggest differences from what I, we can gather. Um, well, the question unless you want to talk about it, yeah, the, the, the improvements of this yeah. 7.75 version. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the big improvements, obviously, they've made some minor tweaks to the exterior, upgraded the lights a bit, upgraded the rear lights, which I yeah. actually really it's, like. It's I enough like to tell one. you that this person has the newest Golf yeah. while yes. knowing that it's still a Mark 7. It's, it's yeah. subtle enough, but also noticeable enough, which well, I like. The, the big thing is that they don't really need to do a major upgrade because mm. using that new MQB... What, I forget what it is, but it's a hell of a word. But it's yeah, MKB, MQ, it's, it's MKB, M- MQB, sorry. MQB is the is the chassis. Hmm. Yeah, and that chassis is actually it's it's on the Audi TT. You basically have to crying out loud. Well, it's basically the entire half, half of the, yeah. the VAG yeah. uh, lineup. It's, it's probably on the Audi R8. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> Q, Q7. Yeah. It's, it's basically like the front section that they've they can only just change whatever happens behind it. Yeah. But the front section remains the same. Yeah. It, which is an easy way to make a lot of cars do the exact same thing, which is great because that means parts are yeah. going to be easy. Well, it's also the fact that it costs less to build so they can put more stuff yeah. into the car itself. Stuff is good. Stuff so, is great. You always want more stuff. Yeah. 
the big thing for the interior, I think, is the new dash. Mm. It's a full oh. digital dash now. It's like the Audi style. It is the Audi oh, style. See, yes. we've been having this discussion while you're having a feed. Uh-huh. I like an analog dash. Yeah. I understand the benefits to a digital dash. It's safety. It's it's ignoring simple. that you get you get maps, you can get all sorts of information yep. on it, which is great. It makes sense ergonomically. Yes. I love a digital uh, analog dash. I love seeing the actual needles. It to me, it's just I don't know. It gets you moving. Yeah, it gets it gets my motor running. You know, so when I head out on the highway. Yep. Oh, <laughs> that's the worst pun of our gears and beers life. Customer. I know, like, well done, Mitch. You know, it's cool, and I like it. It's a love hate relationship. Like, I think uh, to me, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense on the on a golf level product. Why? Why? I think I think it makes perfect sense it on a golf level product. Sense. A golf, a golf is the quintessential thinking. Quintessential, whatever. The quintessential. Quintessential. Uh, you know. <laughs> Practical, rationally thinking individuals, mm. car of choice, mm. and I think having uh, a digital gauge and yeah. a digital, you know, layout in right there yeah. is it's, the best. It's it's most ergonomically, uh, you know, efficient. Yeah. It's also cheap as shit. I was going to say, must cost a lot less than having cheap actual. Yeah, because it'll be Stop. one built display because it'll be the exact same display that's in the Audi. Mm. That will have just taken it out and yep. put it in here, which means there's one plug. Mm. Which means so can they use an OBD2 sensor as well, the little thing? I have no idea <laughs> if they still use OBD2. <laughs> oh, they have their own special... Um, it's OBD2, but with their own special twist. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You see, I think your argument would make sense for like performance cars, yeah. sports cars. Yep. Where you, 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 want, you want a nice big taco yeah. in the middle... You, know, it, you just want your, your temp gauges. I can see um, the benefit, though, talking about this sort of stuff, temp gauges and taco or whatever. Mm. People are going to hack that dash and display whatever they want it to have. Including porn. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for you know Doom to be played on it, to be fair. Or Pornhub. Or Pornhub. Just or have Pornhub. a constant live stream right in front of you. Sorry, officer. I was looking at my dash. <laughs> <laughs> It's not against the law. No. Um, they've also cleaned up the steering wheel a bit, so you'll see that they've reduced down quite a lot of the, the thumb controls into a far simpler system, which yep. comes in line with the fact that it's all there now, yep. rather mm. than on there and on the other display. So that mm. secondary display now is really for your passengers. Yeah. Which mm. I wonder if they're going to unlock a couple of things, because you know, like with the Mazdas, as soon as you start driving over five kilometers an hour, nobody can touch shit on it. Yeah. Oh, really? So I wonder if because it's all so much more driver focused, whether the VW is going to allow. The Volkswagen's so focused on safety that they won't change that. Um, I mean, like if it's anything like like the eight six, where with the GPS stuff, you can't touch anything unless you're selecting an already pre-entered history uh, address. address. Yeah. You can't do anything on the GPS. I mean, if you do a slight wire hack that makes the system think the handbrake's up That's when it's or not, you just bring your handbrake one click up, which wouldn't engage it anyway. Yeah. Um, hey, I should try that. It's, uh, it's so annoying. Yeah. It, it it is. Just before you do it, just put it that one click up, and then see if you roll. Yeah. Yes. By foot movement, because mm. otherwise you'll be wearing it out. Obviously. <laughs> I think we're getting off topic here. So, what were we talking about? So my question for you: the all, dash and the golf. Yes. Well, that's that's telling you so, all about it. But yeah. the, the real question I have for you, and and it's an interesting discussion I think to have, is that base versus because there's four different trim levels of this golf. yeah they've added another trim level yes they have so there's mm-hmm. the base 110 there's the trend line the comfort line and the high line mm. and each introduce new features my question to you is that it's sort of a hard question but do you think that it's worth just going all out or would you go for the 
base See, or somewhere in the middle because we quickly did a we did, we did a build your own golf thing before we worked out that the comfort line fully spec'd out with the uh, driver assistance package infotainment system with the spare wheel thingy uh, was 35 36 grand yeah roughly yeah um highline with the same features added because apparently the highline doesn't come with that stuff as standard and the R line, which we put on there, yeah, was forty three. Yeah, forty three. What else, does the R line stuff actually give you performance, or is it just trim? Uh, I think it's just trim. It's it's a little bit on top of that. You got stickier rubber. You've got eighteen inch instead of seventeen inch wheels. Okay. I don't. There's a couple of other things in there that, that sort of add to it, but I think it's yeah quite the excellent little thing. I to answer the question. Yes, I have one. Well, two words for it, and it's technological obsolescence. Yeah. Mm. The thing is, when you buy a car now, what is uh, what's an extra feature today is tomorrow's standard feature. Yeah. yeah. And if you are buying cars, the intention of trading them in, you know, yeah. gain a new model yeah. in three to five years time, mm. you would be well served to get a car that has a little bit more than just what comes as standard. Yeah, that's because a fair in point. five years, you know, if you if you don't have a car that doesn't have a reversing camera in five years, ninety nine point nine percent of cars yeah. Yeah. are going to have them, yeah. and you know, you're going to end up getting less value at trade in. They're going to be harder to sell because yeah. they're lacking features that are now, now common, that are yeah. now crucial. And people want them. Yeah, yeah exactly right. It, it, it's the it's almost the debate that started happening with Android Auto mm. is that why doesn't this car have it? Mm. Mm. Well, um, that's it. Or even somehow there's still cars being released with that Bluetooth. How, how are they getting away with that? That makes no... Because Bluetooth yeah. is a cheap... Even a, it's, even a, a car without a proper doubled in... Yeah nice screen it's easy. Bluetooth does not need much I mean I could forgive my 9400 cord VTI yeah, for yeah. having Bluetooth because that shit but was just science fiction yeah. back in 1994 <laughs> yeah. but I mean today's day and age that's just not on but like that's my answer to the question so I think you you would you would do well to maybe go mid mid range yeah. mid range but with get, get, maybe just get get one or two optional packages with a little yeah. bit more tech in there just so you know, you sort of hold a bit more value if you're going to be trading. What, what you should do is to find out because I I still don't know if we know, but find out what the difference is between a comfort line and a high line. We could find out. Um, but anyway, through the yeah, hours on the internet. It's a good, yeah, hours but, on the internet and have a bit of chat. But um, that's something because I mean the comfort line back when I sold Volkswagens back in 2012 to yeah, 2013, that was the, that was the comfort line was the one to get and it's the one that sold out very quick. Um, because it was the one no one could justify the extra price and that was when the comfort line was less powerful than the high line yeah essentially it was the not crap base model yeah exactly it was the one that gave you all the features you want a reversing camera and everything yeah um, and that one sold so uh, it was amazing like it was hard to find people a car people yeah. were putting like going for their fourth color option just to get this bloody car wow um, hmm. so I'd, I'd find that out and then I think the other thing is resale do you plan to resell it Oh, yeah, definitely. I'll probably run into the ground first. Within five years? No. No, I don't go through cars that quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the resale value is going to be screwed anyway. Exactly. So if you, if you if you plan to eventually have kids or whatever, yeah. they're going to, you know, poop all over the seats and, you know, put their snotty boogers everywhere. Um, the resale is going to go out You're uncivilized anyway. animals. For yeah, sure exactly. do that. Um, so I think the comfort line would be fair. If you feel like you want to go all out, yeah, the high line with the R package, whatever, awesome, cool. 
Um, but then it's just that how big is my dick thing. I was going to say, where's the point of diminishing returns? Where it's like, yeah. and you're driving same... a golf to begin with. Exactly. So. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same engine, 110 TSI, yeah? Yeah. So yeah, you, no you're not losing tension. any performance, you're not gaining any performance. In fact, you would be losing performance because it's heavier. Yeah. Um, and ride quality because you got running bigger wheels and longer mm. FL tires. So maybe the comfort line's the way to go. Um, anything else, boys? Mate, we're going to leave I it for that episode. That we're pretty, we're sitting pretty for this episode. Uh, yeah, awesome. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Um, if you like the slow, the, the slow, the slow. <laughs> if you like the show, please rate us on Instagram. Not Instagram. Oh Jesus! <laughs> you always have to fuck one one thing up every episode. iTunes. You are consistent, iTunes. my friend. Please, please rate us on iTunes because apparently we haven't been rated at all. So please rate us on iTunes. We very much appreciated. Share yes. with your friends, colleagues, enemies. We don't really care. Just share it. Yep. Um, find us on Facebook. As I said, it's facebook.com dot com slash gears and beers podcast mm-hmm. we're also on instagram at gears and beers podcast we're also on, on twitter but i think we've already established that twitter's not going to be happening because <laughs> what's a twitter exactly um to what yeah. i can't think of anything else are we anywhere else Twitter. i don't think yeah. i don't think yeah, that, else, that's the end that's the end of uh, yep. threesome part one so threesome that's one? that's part one done we'll move on to part two and we're going to try and find some topics that's it. cheers guys